0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to It's the Breakdown Podcast with Dee Malone. I pray that this message finds you well. I promise today I have definitely got a word for all of us. So, if you are ready, please jot this down. The title of today's lesson is God Has the Plan. Get out of the way. And today's text is coming from Jeremiah 29, 11, and we all know this, but I'm going to share it anyway. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And that's the New Living Translation. And so before we go too deep, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you. Father God, we thank you for being God. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and we thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for the opportunity to share in your word, to learn more and more about you. And so, Father, at this moment, I ask that you decrease me and increase you, that you get the glory not me let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight help me O god to deliver your word to your people and i pray that you touch every set of ears every heart every mind that we are receptive ready and willing to not only hear what you have to say to us today lord god that we do what you say for us to do today lord god Bless us, Lord God. Bless this word that it shall not return unto you void. All these things we ask in your sweet name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, God has the plan. Get out of the way. And I want to say that, you know, because God has the plan, we really are in our own way more than we're in his way and what I mean by in the way is like we create our own obstacles nothing that catches him by surprise I must say like God is not surprised by the things that we're doing like he has accounted for every single thing the running that we may do from the calling that he's put on our lives the the knows that we may give him the mistakes the the missteps he's accounted for every single one of those things but those obstacles that we've put in the path the the guilt the shame the regret the disappointments the hurt those things that we've allowed those blocks the stumbling blocks that the enemy throws at us, that we also choose to come into agreement with, we take those blocks and we build up walls. And those walls are the obstacles in the pathway that we need to be on. And we're constantly bumping our heads up against these walls, we're stumbling on them unnecessarily. And God doesn't want us stumbling along the path. He wants us to walk and he wants to give us rest for our souls. In Jeremiah six sixteen, he tells us that if you walk in the old godly ways, you will find rest for your souls. So, If we're not walking the way that he says to walk, then yeah, we're going to be in those stumbling blocks. But he says also, narrow is the way. So when we choose his way, it's going to be a narrow path. Not many people are going to want to walk it. But there's so many different paths. He says, you're going to come stop. And look around. You're going to come to a crossroads. That means that there's other paths that you can go down. But you, we, get to choose which one we go down. And at the end of that that verse, it says that Israel, which is who that, that verse is talking about, they said, no, we don't want that. And so a lot of times we choose to not go down the right path because it's old and it's godly. So we're like, no, we don't want that. We don't want rest for our souls. But if we choose his path, then those stumbling blocks, they're no longer stumbling blocks. They become stepping stones. By removing the obstacle of the negative outlook, the negative thought, we made it no longer an obstacle. Now we've made it into a stepping stone. So it was the choice that we made that changed it. And so I believe that we've removed the negative and turned it into a positive and I just believe that God is asking and calling us to do that to remove the obstacles that are in our way. We can choose his or we can choose the enemies. We can choose to go our own way or we can choose to go his way and it's all about our choices. So let me tell you how we get in the way because we want Rapid results. We want to see stuff in the now. Like we want to put our food in the microwave and in one minute, results. I want to get on this diet and lose 15 pounds in a week. I went to the doctor. The doctor said, Oh, wow, you lost six pounds in about six weeks. And I'm like, That's it. And she's like, Ma'am, that's on target. But see, my 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 attitude, I wasn't grateful in the moment. And God is saying, you need to not despise the small beginnings. See, so many times we don't appreciate the small steps. It's the baby steps. We got to look at the baby steps and be grateful for the baby steps. Because then when you're grateful for the small, God can bless you and trust us with the big steps so God is trying to see if he can trust us along with him growing our trust in him so we want rapid results the other reason we get in the way is we think we know the best we think we know better than God Jesus is the architect he says I was there when God created the earth so how could we believe that we know better than God? He says in, in Jeremiah 29:11, "For I know the plans that I have for you." So somewhere along the lines, we thought that we knew the plans that we have for us. Right? They you know that that that's saying if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. We do that way too often. We tell God our plans and we're expecting God to fall in line with what we have planned instead of saying, God, where does my life fit into your plans? What is it that you want me to do for you today? We want God to do what we want to do and then we get mad Because it's not on our timing and it's not what we want. We want God to do what we want Him to do. But He says, I know the plans I have for you. The other reason is because we have control issues. We want to control each and everything. And unfortunately, We only have self-control. He has definitely given us self-control and he's given us power and authority over the things in the earth that are underneath us. But we don't control every single thing that is going to happen to us. We control how we look at it. We control our thoughts, but we don't control God. God is in control, and God is on the throne, and we have to remember that. I struggled and didn't even realize I had a control issue. Man, when you come to that realization that you have a control issue and God checks you on that, you're like, oh, that's um that's a little hurtful, Jesus. <laughs> but we have control issues. The other reason is we have trust issues because things didn't work out the way that we want them to because some of us might be spoiled. I'm raising my hand because you can't see me. And so because we've been spoiled, um, we expect God to, as we aforementioned, do everything our way. And that is not real. And so because it doesn't happen that way, we get disappointed and then we, we don't have trust in him because, well, it didn't work out this way before and because it didn't, but who said it didn't work out? It worked out the way it was supposed to work out. It's just our outlook on working out. It worked out the way he wanted it to work out and we got what we were supposed to get out of it. But it's the outlook. It's the outlook. And God is like, I want to fix your trust issues. I want you to trust me because I'm trustworthy. And the last thing that I believe is the biggest thing of all is we haven't fully experienced his love. Because when you fully experience someone's love, all those other things fall right into place. We will easily trust him because we love him so much we trust the people that we love easily and we don't try to control them and we we, we when we trust them we know that they have our best interest at heart so we know that they know better and we we, we allow them to take their time we don't we don't rush them to do things so we won't get in the way so we want to we wanna experience God's love fully because that is where everything else lives. And so I want us to look at some people who chose to look at things differently. First is Job. Job, when I say Job, had everything taken away. But the enemy had to get permission from God to test Job in the worst way. And trust and believe that the enemy has to ask God permission to test us just the same. So when things come up against us, it's not because God wants to hurt us. It's because God wants to grow us see God wants to stretch us he wants to test our faith he wants to stretch our faith he's doing these things to get us to grow in trust in him and so with Job Job got leprosy Job lost his whole entire family Job lost everything he had Job was rich Job lost everything he knew and had. Job's wife told him you need to just curse God and die and Job said though he slay me yet will I trust him. We we don't necessarily do that. And I'm when I say we I mean me because there have been times in my life Where I have been so disappointed and I was like, no, because God is going to come through. And I had all this faith and I and I trusted God in moments. And then I had moments where I forgot all about that faith and that trust because something else came. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. But I thought and it only takes one or two times for something to happen Then it happened again. And then it happens again where you're like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, So I believed you that time. And then I believed you again that time. But now it's again. And then wait, now it's again. But when I look at Job, Job went through it again and again and again and again. But Job didn't allow those things to be stumbling blocks on his stretching of his trust in God. He got out of his own way. We have to get out of the way and allow the stretching of our trust in God because God has the ultimate plan. So what happened with Job was God increased him tenfold he got double for his trouble and if we would hold on just a little bit longer we'll see that we'll get double for our trouble but we have to have that gratitude we have to have that that thought process that says though he slay me yet will i trust him and the other person i want to talk to you about is Joseph he's another one where it had to happen Joseph had a dream that his family was gonna bow down to him and truth be told it 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 kind of came true it did come true but when this family heard his dream when he professed the dream to him to them they got upset and they decided that they were going to try to do some harm to him okay and in them trying to do harm to him they put him in harm's way but God didn't allow him to be harmed so he was sold into slavery he was thrown into a pit before that and then when he was sold into slavery Joseph is then accused of raping Potiphar's wife and he flees, he runs away and he never once complained about even that situation. Joseph had been thrown into the pit by his own brothers. He had been sold into slavery. He had been accused of rape And then he was put into position to be able to help his family, which his family who didn't know who he was because he was disguising himself had to come to him for help when the famine hit. But God used that dream that he had given to Joseph, the one that Joseph told his family about, he used that dream and those things that seemed like misfortune, those things that would have seemed like disaster, those things that seemed like disappointments, those things that would have led us to be disgruntled, those things that would have made us complain, those things led him into a position in Potiphar's house, in a, in, in a palace, where he went from the pit to the palace and he was in a position to help his family and more people during that famine like God needed him to. So please understand that in those moments that we've been disappointed, we're being propelled into the places that we need to get to To give God the glory because if those moments had not have happened, God would not have gotten his glory out of those moments. So this is all for God to get his glory through us because miracles are birthed out of those moments. And we get to see those miracles, signs and wonders that lead people back to God. Because then they see God working through us. And then they turn and they say, wow, I want to be with your God. I want to be where you are. And then they say, oh, glory to God. They don't give us the credit. We don't give Joseph the credit. We don't give Job the credit. We give God the glory. So God is going to get his glory through his people. Never once did he cry out. This is the worst. God, I can't stand you. You let all of these things happen to me. I was in the pit and this woman is now saying that I raped her. And now, no, none of that happened where he complained and said that. God was the worst thing ever but we do we turn our backs to God because things don't work out and we get mad God I want my joy back God I want my peace back and God is saying but that's your inheritance that's yours for the taking it's right there for you that's a choice that you make all you have to do is say I got my joy and you have it we have to make the choices So I pray that we make the right choice to choose his path and that we choose his plan and not the plan that the enemy wants us to take because the enemy has plans for us too. See, his plan is to steal, kill, and destroy us. But Jesus said, I came that you would have life And have life more abundantly. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good, not disaster. So God doesn't want to harm us. Some bad things may happen, but it doesn't end in disaster bad things are going to happen. He says he says trials and tribulations will come and I think that we want the easy life. We think that when we follow Jesus, when we give our lives to Christ, that it's supposed to be easy street. Nothing bad is supposed to happen. That's not what his word says. Things are going to come up against us. We have a very real enemy and the minute that we decide that we are going to stay committed to God the enemy will come with attacks and that is why God says you must put on the full armor of God pray in the spirit and pray on all occasions because he knows then he also says be thankful in all things Why? Because it's, it's, it's that thankfulness It is that gratitude That keeps our vision Focused on God And not on the problem And too many times We're so focused on the problems That we make the problems Our God And so now the problem Has become the thing that we worship Instead of God So these two men stayed focused on God instead of the problems. They got out of the way. They got out of their own way. And that is something that God is calling us to do. Get out of your own way. We build roadblocks on the path to The path that we need to be on. And then some of us choose the wrong path. But the beauty of the father is he says, "Okay, I see you on that path, but you can still come back over here because he'll never let us get too far on our own path that we can't come back home like the prodigal son. The prodigal son got in his own way. He decided that he wanted his inheritance before he was supposed to get it. And he was disrespectful, which he would have been stoned and was supposed to be stoned. But his father, like our heavenly father, such a good, good father, that he gave them both their inheritance, even though they were disrespectful, the both of those sons. And he allowed him to stray. But he also went out when he saw him coming from afar off. He met him halfway with a robe, jewelry, sandals, a fatted calf and had a party. That's the exact same thing that God does for us when he sees that we've gone astray and we are turning back around in repentance. When we've gotten out of our own way and we say to God, I want to come back home. All things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So, if we are called according to his purpose, even though it doesn't feel good, even though it hurt, even though it was disappointing, it's going to work out because God wastes nothing. So remember, nothing happens randomly in our lives. It's all factored in. But we can put unnecessary obstacles in our way. But our choices must align with God's will. If they don't, that is when we find ourselves in misery. So here's some ways, just three tips to help us get out of the way. First things first is forget the past. Forget about those past disappointments, those hurts, the regrets, the failures, the mistakes. God is going to use that for our good. But forget about it. Paul says, forget that which is behind and press. I press towards that which is ahead. So he's not jumping into the future he's pressing towards the future which means he's taking it little by little he's not forcing himself into the future he's not in the future he's not trying to control the future he's saying i'm taking it moment by moment but i'm moving towards it so we gotta forget that stuff that's behind us Because it's already done. We cannot change it. We cannot do anything about it. What we can do is move ahead. All we can do is allow it to do what God wants it to do. He's going to allow it to teach us. It's teachable moments in the past. That's it. So the second thing we're going to do is we're going to stay present. And stay in his Presence. Stay present and stay in his presence. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things shall be at, and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto thee. So stay in his presence because that's where the safety is. That's where his peace is. That's where the joy is in his presence. When we stay in his presence, we get the answers that we're looking for. That's where the knowledge, the wisdom, the clarity, the understanding is in the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is in the presence of God. And when we stay present, we get to see the new thing that he's doing. But if we go and we try to be in the future, we can't see what's happening right now. Because we're too far ahead. That's why he says... Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough of its own troubles. Stay right here. Stay right here in the present. And then the third thing we want to do is we want to get rid of things. Let's get rid of those blocks. Those blocks that we use to build the wall. Like the bricks that we use to build the walls that keep us confined. Or the walls... That we tend to bump into along the path that, that make us bump our heads that, that give us the black eyes like those things that are causing us the, the, the hurt and the, the, the extra pain, the inner me and the enemy battling against one another. And so those are those are the problems that, that we're running up against when we run up against that 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 obstacle wall. Right. You ever watch American Ninja that hard to get over wall? That's the stuff that we've built up, those disappointments, the the, the anger, the bitterness, the rage, the bad attitudes, the bad habits, the negative thoughts. We have to get rid of those things because they're not serving us well. So remember, God has the plan. We don't. We don't have the plan. He does. He knows exactly what he's doing. And we don't have to know what he's doing. Be okay with not knowing. Get comfortable with not knowing everything. Sometimes we need to mind our own business. Just chill out and ride along the ride. Knowing that the one that's in the driver's seat has all the directions. You ever get in a car with somebody and they need the line-by-line the, the, the line directions, just chill. That's, that's too much anxiety for, you, for one person. Just have a, have a little relaxation. Kick your feet up and relax. Do your part. Relax. If God says you need to do something, do that part. But God is never going to say, he says, be not anxious for anything. But by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. Shall be unto you. So we don't have to be anxious. He says don't be anxious. He tells us to chill. He also says. Be still and know that I am God. So remember, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Remember, we do have a choice, we can choose. Do we want to choose what God has or do we want to do our own thing? But remember, if we do our own thing, God will let us do our own thing and we won't be covered. But if we come over here, right, it's like having insurance or no insurance. If you go with God, you got insurance. If we go without God, we don't have insurance. So we must choose wisely. So I pray that this blessing, this lesson has blessed you. I pray that this lesson has blessed you and that we will get out of the way. I love you with the love of God. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your blessings, but we thank you for your lessons. We thank you, God, that you have amazing plans for us. And we thank you, God, for your word that it shall not return unto you void. We thank you, God, that your word has purpose and that it shall be fulfilled. We thank you, God, that nothing that we do or anything that happens, God, that you waste none of it. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us so much, that you wanted a restored relationship with us, that you sent your son, Jesus, help us to get out of the way. Transform us, God, creating us a clean heart, renewing us a right spirit. Thank you, God, for the paths that you have for us, for the plans that you have for us. Help us to stay on the path. Help us, show us the old godly ways. Help us to see the new thing that you are doing, oh God. Bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing. I love you. See ya. Transparent moment. So, I had been getting in my own way for so long. And honestly, it wasn't until recently that I realized it. See, sometimes we can self-sabotage and not even really understand that we're self-sabotaging. Well, that's what your girl was doing. See, even in my music career, I was self-sabotaging as I was, you know, trying to get my nail career to flourish, there was moments where I was self-sabotaging. And God was trying to show me these moments. But because I wasn't allowing myself to fully see them, because I was placing blame, I couldn't see. And... Although I tried to stay thankful in those moments, I was still missing the outlook that I needed to have. So yes, I was thankful, but at the same token, I still was negative. I was still in the space of allowing the disappointments to push me into the space of regret There was guilt, there was shame, and I allowed it to make me self-sabotage myself to where I thought that I could not trust God for me. I believe God to do great things for everyone else, but I stopped believing that the great things were going to happen for me in a great way. I knew that God would do some things for me, but I couldn't allow myself myself to see the great things happening for me. So, yeah, I could see God moving in my life, but because I had gotten great things happening or good things happening... I got disappointed because they didn't work out the way I thought that they should have worked out. And so I felt like I couldn't really trust God to make it happen in the way that I wanted it to happen. So you see, in that space, that's where the spoil comes in, where we want God to move how we want him to move. And it doesn't work that way. And in that space, you lose trust in God. But God is like, I'm trying to stretch you to see that how you're looking at it is not the way that it truly is. So because things didn't work out my way, doesn't mean that it didn't work out his way. And it doesn't mean that it didn't work out. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't growing me or propelling me into where he's taking me now. Just like Joseph, those steps, those things, those pitfalls were taking him to where he needed to be. And honestly, everything that I had been through up until this very moment right now has been what I needed to be right here, right now. The moments where I felt, oh, this person let me down, God was saying, but I needed you to learn how to do the thing that the person that you felt let you down, I needed you to learn how to do that on your own. But don't worry, my darling, because at the right time, I, God, will make it happen and the right people will come into the space that I need them to come into. But you, my darling, have to get into right position. And so sometimes we think that God is being mean or we think that God is punishing us. But we're not in the right position because we haven't trusted him enough. See, I had my sneakers on, track shoes on, whatever you want to call it. I had been running from my calling. I had been ignoring it. I had been doing just enough to get by. I had been trying to control it. And God is saying, okay, um. Well, if you would just get out of the way, get out of your way and let me be God, watch what I do, watch and see where this will go for you. So sometimes we're holding ourselves back behind the wall of the boundary that we put on ourselves See that wall, the obstacles that we've put ourselves behind. Yes, you're on the path that God might have put you on. But because of those trust issues, because of those those obstacles that we have put in place, that those disappointments, the regret, the hurt, those trust issues, we've taken those blocks and we've built that wall that every time we decide to take a couple of steps, we boom, run into that wall. We're not running through it. So now we fall back onto our butt and we're upset that it's not working out the way we think it should work out. But if we start to tear down that wall brick by brick, we'll start to see the path again and we're like oh wait wait a minute this was on the other side if I would have just if I would have just moved these things out of the way this was on the other side if I would have just taken the sneakers off if I would have just stopped running away from it and run towards it and run through it I would have seen that he knows the plans that he has for me. I don't know what I'm supposed to think I know, right? And I know that it doesn't make sense, but what we think we know, we really don't know. And so what I thought I knew, I really didn't know. And so when I heard this word, I knew that it was for me, but I knew that it was going to bless so many people because when I got this word, I had been going through so much stress and agony. I'd been struggling with fear and all of these different things and and I was battling against the enemy and the enemy and I promise you, I had been running from my calling Because I was afraid of what other people were going to think. I was so afraid. And I had so many different things that I was going up against. And I'm hitting that wall. And when I finally said, okay, wait. Let's be honest with you, God. And be honest with myself. And I heard this word. And I said, okay, I'm going to do what you're saying to do. Fully. Completely. That's when I realized, oh my goodness, this is what you've been telling me to do the whole entire time. I had been fighting it, ignoring it. And then the word came to me in full. Not only did the word come to me in full, but I got attacked again. <laughs> and I refused to let this word not come to you. My back is aching. But I refused to not get this word out. So I am sitting with painkillers induced into my system. But I knew that this word had to go forth. So we will no longer get in our own way. Because we have something to do. And that thing that we have to do is make sure that God gets his glory. But make sure that we're blessing people. So be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing. And I love you, and trust me, you can't do nothing about it. See ya.